0: Welcome to the Life & Law Podcast. I'm Heather Mulder, former AMLAw 100 partner turned lawyer coach who just five years into my legal career found myself teetering on the edge of burnout. But I was determined not to become yet another lawyer burnout statistic. And so I redefined success on my own terms enabling me to build a profitable legal practice while navigating the challenges of two kids and two bed rests, the 2008 financial crisis, and a battle with breast cancer. What I learned is that you can build a successful legal career without sacrificing your health or personal happiness. And I now help purpose-driven lawyers confidently retake control of their careers and create their next level of success and impact. Join me each week for practical, unfiltered advice on how to successfully navigate the challenging legal market and succeed in both law and life. This is the Life in Law Podcast. Well, hello, hello. This is Heather Mulder, host of the Life and Law podcast, and I'm happy to have you with me here today. So, today we are bringing on another guest, and we are not bringing on a coach, we are not bringing on a lawyer. We are actually bringing on somebody who I met recently in a copywriting class that I took um, for an online kind of an online copywriting class, and she owns a planner business and she's very into planning. And when I met her, I realized very quickly that the two of us would hit it off because she's really into setting values-based goals, which hopefully you listened to my previous episodes on goal setting and so you know I'm a big fan. And she absolutely has designed her planner around um, helping people, especially women – it's a little bit frou-frou, sorry guys, the planner itself um, – helping women achieve their goals without sacrificing themselves. And that's really what Her Planner is all about. So the reason I brought her on today was to specifically talk about kind of the day-to-day. How do you actually stay on task and plan your day or your week ahead so that you achieve your big goals? But also tick off all those big items of your to-do list. Because let's be honest, we have more going on than just our goals, right? And that's why I thought that bringing her on would be perfect to end kind of our goal setting planning and achievement series so let me give you a quick introduction and then we're going to bring her on so her name is sarah sarah is a former leader in the direct sales industry mom to four young kids and the creator of soul planner a paper planner for entrepreneurs and professionals she's a lover of outside adventures and gardening total book nerd, and fiercely focused on helping women accomplish their goals. She 100% believes that it's possible to achieve big goals without sacrificing your core values. So hello, hello, Sarah. I'm so happy to have you with us today. Welcome. Thank you. I'm excited to chat today. Thanks for having me, Heather. Well, you're so welcome. And you know what? I would like for our listeners to get a little bit more um about you about your past about kind of how you got here so why don't you give us a quick little spiel about who you are and what you do
1: yes okay so i'm sarah light and i live in ohio and i remember back in the seventh grade 1997 when my dad first brought home our uh, first home computer and that is when my love for all things clip art and fonts and borders (laughs) and anything that you could put on a piece of paper to make it look cute, I became obsessed in seventh grade. And so all of my school projects started having flowers and hearts all over it. Um, And fast forward to much later in my life, I didn't end up going into any kind of career that involved that. I just remember that being a passion of mine for a while ended up um, being a leader in the direct sales industry of all things. And I found myself always needing a planner that would meet the needs of a mom running a home and a woman running a business and uh, in a growing business where you were having meetings and phone calls. And I could find something either really pretty with that was not functional or I found something really functional that was very boring. So that's when all my, my clip art love started coming out again because I would just mm. take the really functional planner and like make it as cute as I could just to get me excited about planning my day and setting my goals. And um, over the years that morphed into an actual real product. Um, and so I now run a paper planner company. I'm a planner maker um, as, as my full-time job now.
0: And how long have you done this full-time? This, we just released the fifth planner. So it's been five years. Five years. And I know this question you probably weren't expecting, but I think this is important because, as you know, this is a podcast for lawyers. Mm -hmm. But a lot of my listeners and a lot of my clients who come to me are wrestling with kind of questions that are going on in their head of, okay, I've been doing a lot of the same. I've been very quote unquote successful, but. Uh, th- there's got to be something more, and so they're kind of wrestling with: Do I need to pivot my practice? Do I need to change firms? Do I want to go out and start my own firm? Mm-hmm. Or some of them even: Do I even want to practice law anymore? Is there something else or more out there for me? Mm-hmm. So obviously, you didn't start mm-hmm. where you are now. Yep. You were doing something else. It sounds like you were probably pretty successful at it, and yet there came a calling for you to do something different—to to, yeah. to start this company. So tell us a little bit about how that came about.
1: Yes, that's that is such a good question. I wasn't expecting you to answer that, but I know exactly (laughs) that moment when I was doing well in my career, but I was, um, yeah, struggling with the same questions you just talked about. Am I just too stressed and need to change a system in my life? Is this a, like a pressing and a calling into something else? Um, you, am I just lazy? Is that why I don't want to go to all my appointments? <laughs> like I, those are the questions that, and, mm-hmm. and I remember asking my husband being like, am I lazy? And he looked at me like I had three heads. He's like, Sarah, you have never been lazy in your life. Like that is not it. And that just made me start noticing, like, where are my strengths and uh, where are my weaknesses? What's giving me mm-hmm. energy. And I, I, that is when I noticed I would do my work, and I would work hard all day. But then once I put my kids to bed, what did I want to go do? I wanted to go like tweak and make my little planner cuter or make a cute (laughs) notepad or something like that is what I wanted to do. And that's what gave me energy. And so I just started noticing those things. And those were clues telling me, it's not like I'm trying to get out of something. There's just a new it was a new season. After a while, like, as time went on, it became more and more clear that the path is just changing. But that didn't mean it was easy. Even when I said no to my old career, it was very, very difficult to to step down.
0: Oh, yeah, it always is. Because A, you're leaving something that's comfortable. Mm-hmm. B, there's this whole financial security issue, right? That you're mm-hmm. walking away from security and into something that's totally unknown, mm-hmm. which is probably where most of my lawyers who are wrestling with those questions are most hung up on because mm-hmm. they, they make a very good living. And they are worried that, well, how am I going to provide for my family? How am I, you know, all of that. Mm -hmm. Um, And you don't also know whether it's ultimately going to be successful. And you worry, is this going to work? What happens if it doesn't? What will people think? I'll be a total failure. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Your voice inside your head goes into overdrive, right? Oh, yeah. Do you, before we get into the planning tips for today that we have on, do you have any tips or things that you could recommend that you felt like helped you through that state of unknowing being fearful not knowing if it's going to work all that stuff that was going on how did you get through it and still go out and do what it was that you ultimately wanted to do
1: Mm -hmm. i don't know if you've heard that i don't know the exact quote but it's it's easier to like keep a plane in the air than it is for it to take off that type of visual. Um, Mm -hmm. I, I still showed up and, and did the work every day, even though I was starting to question, like, is this where I should be? I really tightened up my morning routine so that I was putting a lot of like truth into my mind in the morning, like solid Mm -hmm. truth, not just like the questioning thoughts that were in my head all day. Um, because when it was time to pivot, it was so much smoother of a transition because I was already in motion. Mm. Because if you just stop, like, okay, I don't know if this is for me and you just stop. Well, it's very hard to get going in anything, whether it's like the Uh right thing or the wrong thing. It's, it's so difficult. And even if you're working and it's not quite the right fit, there's still so much to be learned just by showing up every day Uh and the lessons you learn. And so I think that just staying in motion really helped, really helped that season.
0: Okay. Am I also hearing that you probably then baby stepped your way into the new company kind of on the side or, you know, I don't know if that's really what you're saying, but you kind of started to think about it, plan about it, do little things here and there. And so Mm -hmm. while you were still working. Yeah.
1: Yes. It started like that side by side for a little bit. And then there was a moment where I just felt like I can't take on anything else until I let something else go. Like there was that, that decision moment that I had to make, but I was able to make some baby steps that gave me like, almost like the evidence to be like, okay, yeah, this is the direction to go, which gave me the confidence to take that bigger step to like completely let something go.
0: Awesome. I think there's a big point here that I'd like my listeners to understand because a lot of people, when they come to me with these questions, think I got to do something and I got to do it immediately. Right. And it's got to be drastic. And yes, you need to do something. And yes, it probably does need to be immediately to help allay that anxiety within that saying I'm meant for something more. I'm meant to do something else. But it doesn't necessarily mean that next step is to jump off of the cliff Mm -hmm. (laughs) that you can take some baby steps and see, is this really Mm -hmm. right for me Mm -hmm. as you're still staying where you are and you make little minor tweaks as you go and then you make the bigger picture decision. Right. And I think a lot of people think, no, it means I have to ju- jump off that cliff. And that's not the case. And the thing that I found, but it sounds like you were finding too, when I went through the same thing, is just taking those little steps at a time severely lessens that anxiety because you feel like, okay, I am doing something. Mm-hmm. I'm doing this discovery process. I'm I'm doing the things I need to do to determine what that bigger picture thing really is. And I know that at some point that day will come where I, I step off completely, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't feel like you're jumping off a cliff at that point. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And it relieves pressure on yourself to be like, I have to make this new, big, amazing thing work and work. Awesome. Like (laughs) right now that's so much pressure Yes, and very hard to be creative and present and like your full self when you have so much pressure on yourself like that. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Well, I love that and I actually think that's a good segue into uh, our topic because our topic of the day, we are kind of wrapping up with a nice tidy bow, Mm -hmm. um, a series of podcasts that I've been having really over the last month and that is on goal planning, goal setting and goal achievement for this new year. It is really that time of year where people have been setting their goals, they're planning them, they're starting to get into motion on how to actually take action on their goals. And since you are so into planning, I thought that this would be a really great way to kind of wrap up the topic because goal achievement isn't just about taking the time to set your goals and your big vision and then, you know, deciding what your strategies are. You don't just write it all out on paper Mm -hmm. and let it go. (laughs) You actually Mm -hmm. have to go take action. But you also can't just go do scattershot stuff. Because that's not going to work very well, right? Right. And so your passion is really planning and ensuring that people take concerted action so -hmm. that they can achieve their big goals. So I would love to hear um, your perspective on why planning, the planning portion, is so important when it comes to goal achievement.
1: Okay. So goal setting and the strategy, which I know you've already went over really well, Mm um, the planning is like the implementation of all of mm-hmm. it. And I, I really believe that just our culture that we live in that, uh, really actually values like complacency and drifting. Like that's, that's what is fed to us is like, um, like consumerism and just drifting along and binging on Netflix and Mm -hmm. you're never going to drift to the place where you want to end up. And I sadly see a lot of friends and family just drifting, thinking that, oh, I'm just going to go with the flow. I don't want to like be over planning, but by not planning, you you're going somewhere. And, um, it does take effort to plan. Like I Mm -hmm. get that especially those that are more spontaneous, like to sit down and plan it takes work, but it's so worth it because just a little bit off of your trajectory will take you in a place very different than you Uh intended. And how many times have we experienced ourselves or have seen someone else just not intentionally decide I'm going to become a hot mess, but it happens slowly over time. Uh Uh, So just the importance of planning ahead of time so that you end up in the direction you wanna go. Now you can't plan all the way, like I am going to end up here by this time and guarantee that you don't have control of the future, but you greatly increase your odds when, when you plan out the goals and your goal is important to you. Like You set it for a reason, it's deeply part of you. And so if it means something to you to take the time to plan is proving to yourself, like this is worthy of my time.
0: And how would you define what goal planning is?
1: Like goal planning versus goal setting, mhm, I think goal setting is thinking about where you wanna end up, and some of the roadblocks there, the stepping stones there,, mm-hmm. and the planning is like the breaking down and the living it out every day mm. It's the like baby steps along the way,
0: and I think so something you said that really stuck out to me was this we tend to drift, and there's always people who want spontaneity and. You know, there's there's these different people. And I think there's a misconception out there when it comes mm-hmm. to using a planner and planning out your day or your week and how you do things, right? Where I think a lot of people think, well, that's too constricting. Mm-hmm. That's going to constrict me. And I kind of, I remember back when I had my first kid and I put him on a very regimented schedule because I needed to know <laughs> like when I needed to be there for him for yeah. feeding and for, you know. And I remember a friend of mine saying, oh, I could never do that. I want to be mm-hmm. more spontaneous. And I was like, but you don't, what you don't understand is this actually allows me more spontaneity mm-hmm. because he then gets on a schedule. So I know when I need to be there, but then that gives me these big chunks of time where I can go do other things mm-hmm. and I can be more spontaneous and creative. Mm-hmm. And so I would like for people to know, but it's not really about like scheduling every minute of your day, right? <laughs> it's, right. it's different. Right.
1: <laughs> okay certainly people get caught in that for sure like overscheduling
0: and right. becoming
1: rigid but that's like the other end of the spectrum that's also unhealthy too and that's not the goal or what I recommend
0: okay so maybe that leads us into my next question which um would be about kind of common mistakes that you see when people mm-hmm. do plan and maybe you can get into some of that too that being one of them I don't know but um mm-hmm. what are some of the biggest mistakes that you see people making when they use planners and they're trying to plan out their schedule and ensure that they have time set for you know goal achievement
1: so I do see people that set goals and then they don't plan out how to achieve them so I, we kind of talked about that a little bit but on the mm-hmm. other side some people don't really get clear on their goal and they just start scheduling their time and so they just start fitting things in and it's like a puzzle like how can I get this all in and you feel like great when it like fits on paper but that isn't a win to me. I don't think that's a win to anybody. Mm -mm. You got to marry them together. It's the goal setting and the planning and living it out. And as of today, I know only one of your goal setting podcasts have come out and I listened to it and I loved it. (laughs) And I know you talked about the first goal setting mistake is not knowing your why Mm -hmm. and um, having value-based goals and same thing with planning your schedule. One of the biggest th- mistakes I see is not prioritizing your to-do list. And that goes back to knowing like, what's, where's the, why, what is the mm. value here? Cause you can't prioritize something by importance if you don't know the why behind it.
0: Right. I think a lot of people, when it comes to prioritization, and I've talked about this in a past um, episode that I'll link to when I put this out, but they tend to, really confuse prior- priorities with what feels urgent and mm-hmm. urgency is not priority not necessarily that's not what makes for a priority right <laughs> right yes okay. yes
1: and you, i would think most people listening to this podcast probably know how to prioritize their to-do list for the day uh-huh. like okay today and it usually is what is most urgent what do i have to uh-huh. get done uh-huh But if you could just take a little bit step back and prioritize at the beginning of the week you'll be surprised at how helpful that is it does take a little bit more thought because when you think of the priorities for the week it you're thinking a little bit bigger picture and when you make your to-do list just get it and i i think when you're making your to-do list i highly recommend i call it a brain dump just like brain get get it all out Mm -hmm. don't try to filter it when you're first getting out of your brain because you need to clear your mind um so getting it all out and then looking at it and prioritizing it based on importance and i actually physically highlight like my top three things or i, I write numbers next to it and i rank it like one through 10 what's most important here and this is where some of that flexibility comes in you don't want to be over rigid because all of these things most likely will not get done this week things come <laughs> up you need to be flexible things right. that are like really important that you don't know about yet might come into your week. But if you've prioritized ahead of time, it's easier to navigate some some roadblocks that come up. Uh-huh. It's easier when you have only 20 minutes to get something done to know exactly what to do first because we usually go for the quickest or the easiest thing to do. So if you've prioritized it ahead of time, You know, it's kind of accountability, especially if you've written it on paper or written it down on the computer and you looked at the words like you now know what you should be doing with your time. And so Mm -hmm. it's kind of like a little gut check when it's time to work. Um, It's much more clear. And I Mm -hmm. think it also helps with those moments where two really important things come head to head in your schedule. It happens to everyone and it's kind of emotional. And there's tension when that happens Two really important things. But if you decided ahead of time, what is the number one priority and what is going to win out? You decided that when your mind was clear and you were level-headed. So Mm. in that like tension of like, I don't know what to do. I'm so overwhelmed. You already know, like you already decided ahead of time and it helps you maneuver around that challenge so much quicker and so much clear with more clear mindedness.
0: I love that. And there's two points here that I really want to highlight. So the first is that That you're giving yourself this weekly time to really look ahead and determine what are my top priorities and I would say you really shouldn't have more than three you probably have a list of 10 things you'd like to get done this week right but when it comes to true blue absolutely these are my priorities for the week I got to get done by the end of the week there shouldn't be more than three things correct Yes. because as you said stuff comes up that are emergencies things come up right in our job every single day that we can't get around Um. And so you've got to have flexibility in there for that time. And secondly, that predetermining phase where you then, you know, when things do get crazy. Okay, I had this time set aside for me. I have these things that I do need to get done. This one thing has not been done. It was on the top of my list. Now I know I'm going to use this time to get that done as opposed to wasting so much time worrying over what should I do? Should I do this? Should I, you know, yeah. It kind of gives you that permission ahead of time right yes mentally yes yes (laughs) and i love that and so that's where i think i think that's what planning gives you the most almost it it gives you that staying on track that you've already highlighted not getting distracted as easily but also that kind of that peace of mind because we waste an inordinate amount of time Worrying over stuff, Mm -hmm. contemplating what to do, um, thinking that we can just multitask something when you Mm -hmm. really can't. And this kind of helps get rid of some of that, Mm -hmm. I would think.
1: Right. Right. Or that running noise in the background that's like, oh, I got to remember to do this. I got to remember. to. It's like repeating itself until it gets done. Right. Unless you just write it down on paper, then that noise, that chatter ends.
0: Right. And so... Why don't we get into kind of the practical step-by-step things that you would say people can do to help them plan more effectively so that they're they're doing this really well. They're staying on track better and mm-hmm. they're not overscheduling themselves. They're not making those the mistake that we kind of started off with of every yes. second of their day is pre-planned because that doesn't work either. <laughs> right. Right. Yes. Okay. I would say the first practical thing
1: that we should go over is the term time blocking. Some Mm -hmm. might be very familiar with that. Some might've heard that and not know what it is, but time blocking is setting aside time in your schedule, a block of time uh, for distraction-free work on your most important tasks. These are your highest priority tasks. It's deciding ahead of time again, what would be the wisest possible investment of my time uh-huh. and you're pre-putting it into your schedule it doesn't have to be every day it doesn't have to be a two hour time block it should be consistent so maybe every other day or once a week or some kind of consistency to it uh-huh. um, but you're committing to this time block you're committing to showing up and doing your best your best work during this time the, and the great news is it doesn't have to be that long we get so... So much of our big goals are done in just small steps, small, consistent Uh steps. Um, So deciding ahead of time, what you're going to do in that time block, what time frame it's going to be and getting prepared for it. As if you were going into a meeting with someone very important and you had to show up with all your stuff in order, show up for yourself in that time, time Uh block. That means go to the bathroom beforehand, get your water beforehand, shut the door, turn off all the stuff. Don't even think that you can just check your email real quick. Like, no, no. like you have to commit (laughs) that distractions are not okay during this time. Um, and that's why it needs to be a short time. And that's why it's kind of an intense time to work. But even if it's 30 minutes, um, normally you sit down and you're like, okay, I got my time block. Okay. What am I going to do? I'm going to clear off my desk so I can focus. And then I'm going to get my planner out and then like, and then like 30 minutes pass and you Uh don't even know what you're doing yet. But if you have decided ahead of time, like you get down to work, your brain like gets focused more easily. And this is a skill. This is a skill that might feel clunky at first. You might feel so distracted at first, but your, your brain will get used to it. Your brain mm-hmm. will get used to, fo- especially if you like, maybe you play some background music and it's the same playlist every time, or maybe you like always grab this tea every time. It kind of like is little c- clues to yourself. Like, okay, it's time to right. work. And um, you'll be surprised that just showing up consistently for little blocks of time like this, by the end of the year, you'll be shocked at how much you can get done. And then when you're not in these time blocks, you are so much more free. Like your mind is free. You're like, I just got the most important thing done. Like think about the integrity and the confidence that you have mm. throughout the rest of the day because of the way you honored your time for that. That time right. block.
0: And I would say, so from, for everybody out there, here's how this could work in the real world for lawyers, right? Yeah. So let's say you have a huge deal that you're trying to close or a big case you're working on. And there are times during the week where you just need chunks of time that are uninterrupted to sit down and draft or -hmm. to think through issues. Or, you know, there are times where you just need that space. Time blocking is great for that. Mm -hmm. The other thing I would say that you really need to do if you're a private practice attorney um, is if you're in private practice, you need to grow your practice. We've talked mm-hmm. about this numerous times on this podcast. You've got to grow your own book of business. You need dedicated time every single week towards that. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have to be a lot of time. But a great way to do this is to time block 30 minutes, one hour, something per week. Or I had one client that it was like 20 minutes a day. Hmm. where she did her follow up and kind of network online networking and it was the same time of day every single day right before lunch is what worked best for her Mm -hmm. and she just everything else was gone she just did that and she was amazed we worked together for about six months in a mastermind. Um, she was amazed at how much she got done by just blocking that time off specifically for that, knowing that's what it was for, knew exactly. She pre-planned it every week, you know, here are the people mm-hmm. I need to reach out to. Here's the follow up I need to do. So she just knew exactly she didn't mm-hmm. have to waste time. Yes. So it, as you said, it can be large chunks of time, which I never recommend more than 90 minutes, FYI. Right. Yeah. And um, there's research behind that. <laughs> but it can also be 20, 30 minutes of time for these smaller action items that you just have to get done. Yeah. Yes.
1: And one clue is usually those quiet, non-urgent things that you're like, wow, I should really do more of that. Those are usually (laughs) the things that you should probably time (laughs) block because the client meetings and the phone calls will happen because they're Mm -hmm. with people and you have to show up. It's those other things like, Yeah. If you're building a private practice, like all the marketing stuff, like those are the things that you know are going to be income producing long-term, but they're really easy because no one's checking up on you on those. They're really easy to let go.
0: Yep. It's very easy to let go because nobody's bugging you for a deadline. And, you know, there's so many attorneys I talk to who just, they look back and go, Oh, I haven't done all these things. And I know I'm I should, but I just, I can't find the time. Well, you've got to make the time mm-hmm. and you don't necessarily have to spend as much time as you think, but you just need to have something that's consistent. Yes. So definitely use your planning for that.
1: Yes. Okay. And that kind of leads into this other practical um, tip is to break mm-hmm. things down smaller than you think.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. And even smaller than that. Like I can't. <laughs> say this okay. enough go smaller go smaller on your to-do list if it's like write like I might say like write an, an email I don't know what a lawyer you know write a blog right, post right, that's right. not the same thing but whatever th- something that is content creation or takes a lot of thought if just writing like write blog post that is so vague and that might not be able to be accomplished in 30 minutes. There's so mm-hmm. many steps leading up to that, like research this, um, plan this out, schedule
0: the, the, uh, right. Yeah. So, so like stages, I would say to help you out with a legal world. Yes. So let's say you're, um, you've got a big closing coming up, right? And it's the beginning stages and you've got two months to get it done. And it's a really tight timeline based on what you've got going on. And we typically would sit down and go, okay, what are the stages? And so you block it into the stages. And then you take the first stage and you go even deeper than that. And what what are the things that need to be done? And who needs to do them? And you delegate as much as possible, but then you still have a list of things on your plate. And then you want to make sure, okay, can each one of these things be done in an hour or less? And if not, you got to get smaller. And even the things that can be done in an hour, well, can I go even smaller than that? Right. Yes. Like, what are the things I need to get done to make this happen over the course of the next week? Yes. And when do I fit those in? Right. Yes. Yes. The other little tip, guys, is lawyers. You're terrible about delegating. Delegate every dang thing you possibly can actually ask the question. Do I really need to be the one doing this? Mm-hmm. If if not and add really, I think it's it's it kind of breaks your brain up and go, your brain's more like, all right, no, <laughs> you don't mm-hmm. have to be the one. Delegate everything you possibly can so that you can truly focus on mm-hmm. the things that you're best at, mm-hmm. that you should be doing, that you want to be doing, and, and you know, really make use of your time as mm-hmm. best you can. So, right. The yep. feeling of progress
1: is one of the most motivating feelings that a human being can feel, mm-hmm. according to James Clear in his book, Atomic Habits, and according to what I've noticed it's so true. Like we need to feel like we're making progress. Otherwise we feel discouraged. We feel defeated. We feel like we're failing. We feel unmotivated. You've got to feel and see progress happening. And the way to ensure that you're seeing progress is to just break it down so much smaller so that you're checking off like all those tiny little steps, because then you're seeing a trail of what you're doing. You're seeing the traction happen, even if it's not accomplished yet, you know, you're on your way there, right? And then you don't want to stop because you see the journey that you've already, you've seen how far you've already come. And so that gives you the feeling of motivation to finish and to see it out.
0: And I actually want to add this, because I see this a lot. Um, lawyers tend to get caught up in so-called emergencies that aren't real emergencies mm-hmm. a lot. Mm-hmm. And they tend to get pulled into other people's priorities, <laughs> things mm-hmm. that aren't theirs, right? Mm-hmm. And I think. So if you ever find yourself and I think we've all done this, but lawyers really have this problem where you get to the end of the day and you feel like you've worked nonstop, you've done a million different things, you're exhausted, but you Mm -hmm. look back and you're like, what did I actually get done today? Mm -hmm. You look at the things you were supposed to accomplish that you wanted to get done and you got none or very little of it done. And then you have to work late because you have to get some of that stuff done Mm -hmm. before the next day. Mm -hmm. And so, if that is you, I think this is where planning can really help you out. Because when you have this list of things, it gives you very specific stuff. And then as other people come in and try to pull you into stuff, it's easier than to say, no, I'm sorry, but these things got to get done. I have this list. I'm checking it off. It helps you kind of stay on track, right? right? Right. On the right things. And then be able to more realistically assess, are these things that I really need to be helping with? Is this something that they can go elsewhere for does it need to be delegated can it be pushed off that kind of thing um right as opposed to getting off track so easily <laughs> right
1: right yes yes because if you had a really general vague item on your list it looks like you only have one thing on your list to do today mm-hmm. so it's easier to say yes to something else but if you had broken it down you realized wow i have a lot to do in a very short amount of time and just that like you said that clarity comes you can't say yes when you have these other priorities to to honor it makes it easier to be like i can't do that i'm sorry
0: it does and it is amazing to me the number of lawyers well i can't say no well yeah you can once you realize what your true priorities are and you have a real clarity around why the why behind it, and then the what, exactly what it means. What Mm -hmm. what is within that priority? What does need to get done? And you start to realize, okay, I need X amount of time for this. It's not that you say no to everything, but it gives you permission internally to more easily say no to all the things you really want to be saying no to. Mm -hmm. Mm Yes, yes. So it's really, really helpful. Yes, I agree. Okay, is, is there anything else when it comes to the practical things we can do?
1: I just wanted to also say, even in the best, if you have the best planning skills and you're living this all out, you might still find yourself in a moment of just complete overwhelm. That's because you're not perfect and we're learning. And so that doesn't mean you failed, but I want to give you one tip when you're in the moment of like, I'm so overwhelmed. I have no idea what to do next. A lot of that overwhelm comes because there's a lack of clarity on what you need to do very next. Like the very next step is unclear Mm. because you feel all this pressure of stuff you need to get done, but you're not sure, like in the next 10 minutes, like what's my, what's my next step. And so that heavy overwhelm feeling can set in. So if you feel like that, I just want to encourage you to just take a step back and try to get clear on just your next step. Mm-hmm. And asking yourself, what's something small I can do in the next 10 minutes that would move me closer to my goal? Okay. And when that little bit of clarity comes, you feel um, you can see a little bit further down the road and that that overwhelm dissipates a little bit.
0: Yeah, I think there's something also about we tend to allow ourselves to get caught up in analysis paralysis. Mm-hmm. And that's when that overwhelm really sets in, right? Mm-hmm. Because there's all these different things. And so if we just say, okay, look, I got 15 minutes. What's one small thing I can do to move forward? It Mm -hmm. forces you to get into action. And then you've gotten something done, even if it's small. And so there's something relieving (laughs) about that, you know? Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, absolutely.
0: So nobody's perfect. People (laughs) do get off track. We get distracted. We get pulled all over the place. What then? What if we do get off track? What should we do?
1: Mm, Good question everyone will experience this. So (laughs) I think the power of a good question, which we have talked about already, we've mentioned some really good questions. You can ask yourself But our brain. There's so much research and so much science about our brain and how powerful a question an open-ended question can be. Uh Let me highlight open-ended. So you can't answer (laughs) it with a yes or no, (laughs) Uh, because even if you don't know the answer to that question, just ask yourself that question. And it's kind of an open loop in your brain. And I swear, when you're like taking a shower, driving in your car, the answer comes like your brain is trying to figure it out. Um, There's this Tony Robbins quote that I love. It's in my planner. And it says quality questions create a quality life. Successful people ask better questions. And as a result, they get better answers. Mm. Let me give you an example of a question, especially if you feel off track, and this also may help prevent you from getting off track, but looking back and just ask yourself, like, what, what am I learning or what can I learn from this? Mm Because sometimes you do have those days that you describe, you get to the end of the day, what did I even accomplish? And now I still have to do all this other stuff that stinks to be in that situation. But to repeat that day after day after day is worse. So to, in that, moment asking yourself, okay, what can I learn from this? Marie Forleo says I win or I learn, but I never lose.
0: Mm.
1: And seeing that as a, as a learning moment so that you can pivot and not experience that again. So what, what can I learn from this? Um, even asking yourself what's working really well, there might be something that actually is working well. You just need to tweak it a little bit.
0: Or double um, down <laughs> what do you say sure you do more or double down on it make sure you're doing more right. of it yeah
1: mm-hmm. yeah so what's working well what do I need to say no to this coming uh-huh. week or what do I wish I would have said no to last week that is leading me to this to being off track sometimes uh-huh. that's easier to see in hindsight than it is uh-huh. so looking back might bring some clarity how did I honor my priorities And being really honest about that. And if you didn't honor your priorities, what are you avoiding? What might you be avoiding and putting off? If you can pause and ask yourself some of these questions, you're like that quote, you're going to get really good answers. They might be hard and you might not like the answers, but if you can get quiet and answer these questions, they're going to save you so much, so much trouble later. allow you, like, like we said earlier, if you're moving at least, then you can pivot a lot easier than if you never pause and never ask yourself these questions. And then you hit burnout and you can't move on and you just stop. Mm. These questions can help prevent you from getting to that point.
0: Right. Well, and I think that really highlights something important. I think people think, oh, well, I'm on this path, it can't be changed or it requires huge changes. And that's actually not usually the case. Mm-hmm. Um it's the reason I name my business course correction coaching. Course mm-hmm. corrections are tiny little yes. tiny little corrections that if you continue to go the the trajectory massively changes. So it yes. it can, can really impact greatly your end result but the actual correction is very small. Yes, And that's really what these questions do. And I would even highlight, you know, go back, listen to this again, write these questions down Mm -hmm. and start asking them every week. Mm -hmm. Don't even, as she said, this can help keep you from going off track. So don't let it get you too far. Yes, if you get off track, sit down, take 10, 15 minutes to just Journal out these questions, but even in your weekly review, quickly go through these questions for the past week and then looking forward to help you learn whatever you can, move it forward, um, you know, and, and figure out, okay, what do I want to do differently? How do mm-hmm. I want to want to stay on track better? And yeah. understand that everybody's a work in process all of the time. We never get to that final perfect destination, right? right? And so this isn't about beating up on yourself. When you're looking at these things, this is about how do I learn from this so I can do even better moving forward Mm -hmm. every single week. And that it's expected that you're not gonna be perfect because you're human. Mm -hmm. And so that's okay. It's just about building upon and creating more momentum so that you can make the things you want happen. Mm -hmm. Because again, no, you're never gonna have a hundred percent guarantee. You know, there's outside circumstances or things you can't control, but I guarantee if you follow a good system. And you stay continuous with it and you continually check in like this, you're going to get so much further and you are going to create that better vision for your life that you want. At some point, you're just going to continually, you know, move the goalposts. We never get to that perfect place and that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. But that's, I think that's how we create our own, our own happiness, our Mm -hmm. own success. You know,
1: I agree. Well, is there, um, I know in the planner that I make, I put these reflection questions at the end of every week and every month. Good. Okay. And you can write the answers in there, but sometimes I just read the question and just think about it for a second. Uh-huh. Um, but anyone can put like whatever planner you use, go ahead and just write some of these questions at the end of each week for the next month and, and see how, how it helps. Or what about a bookmark? Like write it on a little piece mm. of paper and that can be your bookmark every week, just so it's front and center. And you'll be surprised that even just like moving the bookmark, you're reading it and your brain, it's opening up those questions in your brain and and really feeding some of that reflection.
0: Yes. Awesome. Wonderful advice. So anything else you wanted to add uh, before we go? And then I do want you to talk a little bit about your actual planner because you have an amazing product mm-hmm. that... I have now, FYI, um, and I've started to use, but any other advice or tips that you wanted to leave that you haven't gotten to before we go?
1: I just wanted to say for those listening that I see this being modeled out in you, Heather, because <laughs> when when we connected in September, you had already recorded the majority of your things for the whole rest of the year. <laughs> you had it planned out, yes. not just planned out, recorded already. and. Heather and I met in a copywriting class we were taking, and she was the best student in the class. <laughs> she oh. showed up <laughs> and had her stuff, and she got so much out of. I saw her getting a lot of stuff out of this class because she was she had planned ahead and was prepared with the most she knew exactly what she wanted to get out of this class.
0: Mm-hmm. and she
1: got it. And she, when she would speak, she would talk about, the lawyers that she served and what they're struggling with. And I was like, that's exactly like my customers and what they struggle with. Like you were just so clear on it. And so I just wanted to encourage anyone listening that Heather is living all of this out. So if you have questions <laughs> like I'm not I'm not like trying to earn brownie points like you have a resource right here and she's so clear when she speaks and she's living it out at, by example. So well, I'm sure you. that all the other podcasts that have come out between today and by the time they're listening to that. Go listen to them
0: (laughs) yeah they will hopefully help you better implement all of this um tell us a little bit about your planners before you go
1: yeah so the planners that I make are dated for the year so we're 2022 is the current one and they're primarily created for um professionals coaches those leaders in network marketing or just really small business owners and entrepreneurs anyone with a goal it is really creative for those and those are the people that tend to have goals and care enough about them to live them out Uh but the planner is focused on you living out your goals and it kind of takes i don't know if this is anyone out there but you have your notebook for keeping track of prospects or clients or who you need to follow up with. Then you have your notebook for your goals and breaking it down and tracking it. then you have your, just your, your notebook to take notes in on phone calls and your journal maybe. And then you have your planner and then you have something else and you just have all these notebooks and, and this kind of puts it all together into one. So you have lots of space to take notes. Those reflection questions that we talked about. There's a place for brain dumping. There's a place for planning meals or writing down your kid's sports schedule or anything you just need to jot down looking ahead. And then it has the page that I think most people you stay in the most is like every single day is uh, broken down into half hour time chunks and Uh to hold you accountable for all the hours in your day. And you can, I mean, there's so many ways you can use the planner, but um, it will certainly hold you accountable to your goals, help you break things down and live it out. So you can Uh achieve the goals, but also Live the values out along the way. That was my goal when I made it.
0: Well, and it's really interesting. So when just when we met in that copywriting class and Sarah was up talking once um, with the girl who taught it and when she was talking about goal setting and planning and then the values came in, that's when I was like, oh, we need to connect (laughs) (laughs) because it sounded so similar to how I recommend people goal set and plan. and then. I got her planner and I'm like, oh my God, it's even better than I thought, because it, <laughs> it totally goes hand in hand with how I teach goal setting and planning. So for any of you out there, I have this myself. I am using it. Um, if you like the paper, you know, you need, I need something physical. I do use my online calendar and stuff too, but I, I use paper planners. I've always needed it. I need to get stuff down on paper. I need to write stuff down. And when I'm planning out my week and looking forward and saying, okay, these are the blocks of time that I need to set aside for these things to make sure that I'm getting the things that I want to get done this week towards my bigger picture goals, that's how I use it. And I would say for the lawyers out there, yes, I know you have your online calendars. I still have mine for my client stuff. I still have mine. And so, Mm -hmm. but this is really helpful for that extra, those extra things, the client development the personal goals the you know to really think through and help you decide what are my priorities for mm-hmm. this next week where am i going to block off this time to ensure these things get focused on this week and then you can put them into your you know um online calendar as well which i highly recommend because that way your secretary or somebody else doesn't schedule over it <laughs> mm-hmm, make sure you block right. that time yes. off for yourself <laughs> but it's really going to help you with the planning process mm-hmm. of it to ensure you're prioritizing the things you want. Mm-hmm. So do highly recommend it. And I will be putting a link um to her website so you can go check it out um, in the event that you are interested. And just tell people what it's called because I like the name.
1: It's Soul Planner. So it's S-O-L. Um, there's a little picture of a sun because the sun marks the beginning and ending of our days. So that can help you remember it's Soul Planner. Soulplanners.com. Awesome.
0: Well, thank you so much for coming on today. Thanks, Heather. I know that that everybody's going to get a lot out of this, so I really appreciate it. I enjoyed it. Thank you for listening to the Life & Law Podcast. If you enjoyed this week's episode and aren't yet a follower or subscriber, be sure to hit the follow or subscribe button so that you don't miss an episode. For show notes and free resources to help you succeed in both Life & Law, including the Life & Law Roadmap, visit lifeandlawpodcast.com.